0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This week, we have a treat. We have a guest in the studio. Dave Carey has joined us. Uh, but before we can get to that, intern Stan, please play the theme song. Stan, thanks, buddy. Good work. You have been just killing it lately. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's you know off season for college. Are people going to college right now? Uh, yeah, they're finishing up. Okay, all right. Well then, Stan, what in the hell are you doing? I know you don't watch basketball. He's asleep. All right, uh, <laughs> da- <laughs> <laughs> folks. As I said, we are joined uh, by Dave Carey today. Say hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Um, he is the you know, newest member to the Panel Riot family. He's here on the show. I am so happy to be here. This is so cool. Thanks. Uh, we're happy to have you. So, uh, so let's get into it right away. Sure. Comic books. You are one of the most prolific comic <laughs> readers that I know. Um, I know Dave through the Bobcat Players. Yep. Um, we are both, uh, we both Trod the Boards or whatever the phrase is. It is Trod the Boards. It is Trod the Boards. Yes, it Excellent. is. It is. Very good. Fantastic. And, uh, and... We were in um, bedtime, uh, stories. bedtime Stories together, yeah. yeah, and we got to talking about comics, and I was like, well, I've got to have him on the show. Yeah, that was it. That yeah. was just,
1: that was just the, the,
0: the whole
1: of our conversation was mm-hmm. just hugely
0: about comics.
1: So uh, how did you get started with comics? It, it had, I mean, I've been reading comics probably since I was seven. Um, I distinctly remember my, my mom putting a Spider-Man comic book in my stocking. <laughs> and waking up at like three in the morning, going into the bathroom with this Spider-Man comic and reading it cover to cover several times. So and just waiting awesome. to be able to go downstairs and open up presents. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's one of my one of my real first memories of reading comics and, and I've been I've been pretty much reading Spider Man ever since. Okay. Do you remember which issue that first one was? Oh God, dude, this is <laughs> you gotta realize this was like 1974, 75, maybe mm-hmm. uh, comics were 25 cents oh. um, <laughs> yeah I mean, for, for, for you know I, I'm 51 years old and and I have been reading comics pretty pretty steadily I gave it up a couple of times and mm-hmm. now I'm heavily back into it um, but that was I'm gonna say it was around issue 17475 okay. Um What I remember is it was drawn by by uh, Ross Andrew, uh, who did who did probably one of the most prolific runs on Spider-Man. It was all through the seventies. Took over for uh, for Johnny Ramita Senior, and I I couldn't even tell you who is who the villain was. (laughs) Um, But from then on, it was just it was pretty much all Spider-Man all the time for me. Excellent. Now um, you said you'd taken breaks. Yeah, yeah. There was a point where I stopped buying because I, I went through that whole "I'm too old to read comics. I shouldn't be reading comics." And mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend that didn't like them. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, there was one time I had to sell my col- my collection for rent money. Uh yeah. Um, and and this was this was huge. I had the original Dark Knight. Wow. I had the original run of um John Byrne, Chris Claremont, X-Men, which included the Dark Phoenix saga. Wow. Yeah, I was collecting X-Men for ever. And right around right around the the John or the John Byrne start of, of his art. And I went back and I even collected all the original Dave Cochrams right up to about X-Men ninety seven or ninety-eight. Wow. Um I found I found a, a copy of 98 in, at a con uh, for uh, the most I've ever paid for a comic book 125 dollars this shit. is when I was I was young Wow I was single I was living at home and I had a full-time <laughs> job I had money to blow
0: right yeah. so uh,
1: yeah 125 bucks for one comic book because it it you know it just kept that collection going right yeah. uh, I have an older brother who reads still he's uh, older than me. He's, I don't know, 55 or something. Mm-hmm. And he's got a complete run of Daredevil. Oh, wow. Starting at just about issue s- issue 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil is his all-time favorite character. Uh, he even liked the Ben Affleck movie. Oh, wow. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 I kind of defend it. I kind of defend it. There's some things to like it. There are some things yeah. to like it. And I didn't, I didn't find it as offensive as others do.
0: Right.
1: And- um, but... The, the amount of comics that he has is and he still buys I buy digital mm-hmm. so I'm buying them through through comixology but he's buying paper right yeah. and the amount of long boxes that he has <laughs> stuffed in a closet is just man if there was a comic book about Jimmy Hoffa, right? it would be there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just enormous. And then he had shelves built into a into a, one of his spare rooms, and it he he's got them, he's got drawers that he puts his most recent stuff in. It's like oh, two wow. two comics per per drawer, two rows of comics per drawer. I mean, it's enormous. And then there's Action figures on the on the shelves mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a comic geek paradise, man. It's like it's it's like heaven. That it's sounds it awesome. sounds pretty great. <laughs> it is really, it's really cool. So every now and then I go to his place and um and I, I take a couple of satchel bags. Okay. And he just loads me up with the recent stuff. <laughs> got, we, we kind of compare notes and what are you buying versus what I'm, sure. what I'm buying. Um, I gave him my username and password to my college, Tomatology so he can read my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he just gives me all of these paper comics. Nice. So I'm still kind of getting the best of both. I'm, I've got the digital ones, but I've also got them on paper. Okay, I can read them on paper.
0: Well, speaking of which, what are you reading now?
1: Um, okay, so I will admit I'm pretty mainstream. So I'm not doing a lot of indie stuff. Um, I'm reading The Walking Dead. Okay, I'm still reading The Walking Dead. Um, as for DC, uh, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. definitely, Green Arrow. Wonder Woman's been great. Wonder Woman has really been great, but I, I'm I, I don't really care for the whole two storyline. Right. right. You know, it's, it's, two, like,
0: it's two different artists.
1: It is two different artists. Mm-hmm. It's two different storylines. And it's coming out like every other week, which is, you know, not great for my wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but but I'm still loving it. I, I still am loving it. I'm mm-hmm. You know, the original George Perez run on Wonder Woman back in the 80s was just, it was the benchmark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I'm still reading Wonder Woman. I've got um, the Justice League. Okay. Um, not to not to be confused with the Justice League of America, the one that just came out with like right, Lobo. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no.
0: Uh,
1: I'm a purist in that regard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading The Flash. I've always been a big Flash fan. Okay. From um, Marvel, I'm reading Spider Man. I'm reading The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that I, now that I'm really put on the spot, I really can't think of it. But there's, I mean, I'm probably spending probably sixty bucks a month. Uh, which my wife when she hears this is not going to be very happy with. <laughs> the thing <laughs>
0: but it, is 60 bucks a month isn't bad. It, it's
1: not when you consider how much <laughs> comics are these days. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, I, for now and then I look and I, and I look at what I'm buying and if I don't really look forward to reading it I'm like, okay I can do without it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example I read Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. Big oh, yeah. fan. And But when that not that other series came out, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme. Right, yeah. I got through about three, four issues, and I'm like, eh, man. Yeah, I did the same thing.
0: Yeah, Which so sucks. It's such a great premise.
1: It is. It's an but, awesome premise. But it just it doesn't click. What usually draws me into a comic is the art. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first off, I gotta like the character. Gotta like the character first, because mm-hmm. that's gonna make me pick it up in the first place. What's gonna keep me reading it is the art. It, I've always been very visual. So it, that's what keeps me going. But then if the story's not good it's like uh why even bother right yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um who are uh, who are some of your favorite artists um Well you can't see it but Can I'm wearing a the- 1980 George Perez Justice League t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to rank them, I would say Perez is at the very top okay um, he's been drawing comics since the 70s I mean he was he was the first Avengers artist that I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was around issue 148, 149. Um, and he just, I mean, he just got better and better and better. Um, I'm a big John Byrne fan. And this, and this is stuff that I grew up with. You know what I mean? Stuff that I read when I was a, you know, callow youth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Jim Lee. Yeah. Jim Lee is just awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just going back into my childhood, Neil Adams. Mm Mm-hmm. Neil Adams was amazing. I just um I just started to pick up some collections of his Batman run. Uh what really took him back into the whole Dark Knight Detective after the 1960s TV show fun stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I want to I'm going to start picking up those com- complete that collection. Um who else? Uh you know, I'm I'm an old fan of, uh, you know, John Buscema and, oh yeah, I mean just his 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 avengers mm-hmm. were were classics um uh phil jimenez okay. Phil jimenez, his run on Wonder Woman mm-hmm. i mean but i mean really, and this is no insult to phil mm-hmm. but he's kind of is george Perez light right yeah, i mean his yeah. style is very much uh like perez um which you know right there and uh, I was a big fan of Michael Turner when he was alive,
0: so was I. You know, I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, um I, I know he got a lot of flack for um a lot of his characters look the same. Yeah. But um but I mean he was he was still he was a very talented artist and he had a very, very nice specific stuff. style.
1: Yeah, very much. And you know, I read his uh Batman Superman short run when he reintroduced Carazorel.
0: I I have that. Over Do you there. really? I think. Yeah, I've got think them. I I've got them that.
1: individual issues. That's. Yeah. I started buying them in paper, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're just awesome. Yeah. Those those that run is just absolutely amazing. I think the artist was, uh, the art was really good, and and even in the the pretty universally panned uh, Identity Crisis, mm-hmm. you know, um, that the covers just the covers alone. I have that
0: too. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. I see yeah. it. Yeah,
1: um, but. That that to me was just worth the price of admission. Was just those covers. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Now, what about writers? You know, Bendis. Bendis, yeah. Bendis. I mean, he's he's ubiquitous. From the Avengers to Jessica Jones, I mean, he put Jessica Jones on the map. I mean, you know, we all know her. You know, a lot of us know her now from the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. But you know what he did with Alias. With that original series, it was yeah. new. It was different. It was it was really something I had never read before.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the timing for that to come along was perfect because Marvel was doing like the Marvel Max line, yep, more adult themes, Absolutely. so he could introduce a character like that on his own terms. Yeah,
1: and then and then to translate her into the mainstream,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to to pair her up with Luke Cage and have the baby and all this. Yep. It, I was reading. I was reading some back issues of Mighty Avengers and or the no, the new, new Avengers. Avengers yeah. The new Avengers. And that was great stuff. Oh, it was so good. She was yeah. so good. So I mean, I really, I really like Bendis. Mm-hmm. Um, still a big fan of Chris Claremont. I mean sure. he's you know, again, growing up, he was he was the X-Men. He was the X-Men writers to end all X-Men writers. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed his stuff. And, you know, the 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 originals, you know. Um Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of him now. He'd had a great run on Batman. Uh, Denny O'Neill. Okay. Denny O'Neill from his his fantastic run on Green Arrow, Green Lantern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that that really was amazing, especially for back in its time. Mm-hmm. You know, it started out as a Green Lantern series, and then he added Green Arrow and and really brought him down to Earth and, and had him travel and, and really shine a light on... Shine a light on what was going on in America that day,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, whether it was race riots or religion or whatever it was. And then Speedy, you know, when Speedy, uh, Roy Harper uh, turned into a drug addict. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was Denny O'Neill is one of my big faves.
0: Cool. Um so actually speaking of um you know Arrow and Speedy and Flash and yeah. all that, are you watching the T V series? All
1: of them. <laughs> 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 I mean my D V R is hating me right now. <laughs> hating me. Uh, because I do. Um from Supergirl and, and you know, Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um which actually is a nickname somebody gave me yesterday. Somebody said DC Legend. DC Legend. Uh, uh, so that was nice. that, that. was a nickname that I got yesterday, which Very is kind of nice. cool.
0: Um, so, real quick, yeah. uh, before we get further into that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Sure. Um, please stick around for more Dave and more Panel Riot right after this. Books, books, books 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 I know you love books I love books too I mean come on you're listening to a podcast about comic books clearly you like reading something I got good news for you you're spending all your time reading comics right that's fine that's great I'm on board I'm supportive of your lifestyle but the fact of the matter is there's other books too big huge amazing novels short hilarious not novels There's more to life than comic books. There's more books out there. But I hear you say, Will, I don't have the time to read all these. I'm reading comics all the time, man. I'm reading comics, and then I'm driving to work, and then I'm working, reading comics on my lunch break, getting off work, driving home, reading more comics, and then go to bed. When am I going to read books? Well, I've got great news for you, folks. There is a service for you. They will read the books to you. That's right. You know it. You love it. Audible.com. And now, as a listener of Panel Riot, you get an exclusive offer. Head over to audibletrial.com slash panelriot. Get a free audiobook today. One free audiobook, totally yours to keep. Enjoy it. Listen to it on your drive. Listen to it while you're working, providing you don't have to talk to people very much. Listen to it whenever you're not reading comics. May I recommend Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe? Let me tell you, folks, this book is straight up fascinating, and it is also massive, which translates into a lot of hours of entertainment for you. Find out about the history of Marvel Comics, what it was like when they were coming up, and uh, what that bullpen really was like when, uh, when Stan Lee was running things. You can also relive the 90s, which was horrible. Uh, folks, head on over one more time to audibletrial.com and get your free audiobook today thanks and we're back uh folks please do engage with that offer um at your earliest convenience it helps out the show uh and if not that's fine i'm just glad you're listening um we are here in the petri wine studios with dave carey and we're talking comics oh yes and uh, we're talking comic tv shows Cool. So, uh, you said you were you're watching Arrow, you're watching Flash, Supergirl, all of that. Yeah, pretty much all the mainstream stuff. Like, I don't watch
1: iZombie. Right. Uh, I have not started Preacher yet, but it's on my to-do list. Okay. They just put that on Netflix, actually. Yes. And Hulu. Yeah. Yes. So that is the yeah that is definitely on my on my uh, must watch list because I've really heard good things about about Preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the mainstream stuff. I don't watch Gotham. I just cannot. I, I tried the first season mm-hmm. and I just the Batman fan in me went, No. Yeah, just no, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This is no. Um <laughs> so I skipped that, but I mean Flash and you know, started out I've obviously started out with Arrow and mm-hmm. and I've always liked I've liked Green Lantern, but not as much. And and the Arrow TV series really made me go back and reread some some green arrow comics and mm-hmm. i and i went back into into Comicsology's library and i bought like the kevin smith run sure, yeah. of green arrow and you know the art the um shadow hunters by mike grell mm-hmm. um and i just started to reread a lot of old stuff and i really just found a, a new appreciation for okay. green arrow and myself being a a very liberal Democrat. <laughs> uh, a Green Arrow appealed to me glitch, because he yeah. really was, he really was the first, the very first, um, uh, liberal superhero. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, and again, that was, that was Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams's run, mm-hmm. um, back in the, back in the seventies that really brought that, that personality to the forefront. And then you had the opposite of uh, in Hawkman. Right. You know, uh, Hawkman was very conservative and very, you know, very staid, very stolid. Mm-hmm. And you've got Green Arrow, who's just like, man, let your freak flag fly. And, right. you know, yeah. Um That and you know, Green Arrow had Black Canary. And mm-hmm. who doesn't want that? Right,
0: yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Who
1: doesn't want that?
0: fishnets, fishnets, man. Yeah. <laughs> You watched the, uh, the Netflix series, the the Marvel Netflix series. All of them. All yeah. of them. Did you watch Iron Fist? I did. Um, what did you think?
1: Not, never a huge fan of Iron Fist as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew him because, you know, John Byrne had such a good run on him, mm-hmm. uh, on his title. Um, but I was never... It, it never just really super appealed to me. I was never into the whole martial arts, Shang-Chi and right, Iron yeah. Fist kind of thing. Right, um, but I knew of him, and I knew what the character kind of was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched it, and it didn't offend me. How about that? I mean, right, yeah. it, was it my favorite Netflix series? Absolutely not.
0: But Which one is?
1: Oh, I'm going to say <laughs> Jessica Jones. Yeah, it was I'm really gonna. Good. I mean, it, I, can, I can rarely watch Doctor Who anymore <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with David Tennant, because he's oh, so God. flippin' creepy. He was so good as the purple he man. He scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I I love Jessica Jones. And, mm-hmm. and not that I didn't like Daredevil. Like, you know, of course, my right. older brother just went absolutely batshit crazy over Daredevil. Because it
0: was amazing. It was
1: amazing. <laughs> it really was. And the casting was just... Oh, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy who played Foggy Nelson was good. He mm-hmm. was just spot on with the character and Karen Page. Just so good. Right. Um, now... I really would miss the fact that they killed off Leland Owsley, so he never becomes the Owl. Right. But you yeah. know what? We can deal, and they're not going to bring in Stilt Man either. But you
0: know, you never know.
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no. Stranger I am, things <laughs> have <that> happened. <laughs> if they do, I might stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to see Wilbur Day get those stilts. Oh, no, yeah. no, I'll no. Give him I, his own series.
0: <laughs> if they if they get the right actor, like they did with the Punisher. <laughs> No,
1: that would be the most depressing thing I've ever seen, is to give Stiltman his own. Oh, God. Here's how we got it.
0: But how did he get the stilt? Yeah. It's
1: amazing. No. Uh, but absolutely, <laughs> Daredevil would probably be number two. Um, okay. Although, I, I, I had a small problem with Elektra. I mean, it I was, just... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was. I just don't think, you know, you had such great material, mm-hmm. you know. Frank Miller had created this amazing character, and I just—I don't think she
0: translated well. Yeah,
1: you know, let alone the whole Jennifer Garner debacle.
0: Yeah, compared Um, to Jennifer Garner, I mean, this was you know. Oh, this was this is wonderful. Oh,
1: absolutely compared to Jennifer Garner, you know. But uh, I I, just—I really, really loved Jessica Jones, and Daredevil was great. Um, Luke Cage was really good. I I found myself really liking Luke Cage again. (laughs) Never a big fan of the character until he joined the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And again, brilliance of Bendis. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, to bring this character out of, you know, relative obscurity. I mean, they really weren't
0: doing anything with the character at all. Well, he did... did, Not to go back to Bendis, but... Well, actually, yeah, to go back to Bendis. That's what he he does now. Because when when the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out the year before, they said, make... Readers care about Guardians, and it worked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then he, you know, he did a similar thing. No, I'm thinking of Matt Fraction. I was thinking of Iron Fist. Iron, Matt Fraction did an amazing run with mm-hmm. David Aja on Iron Fist. Yeah, um, which was kind of like the prelude to what he did to, with Hawkeye. Um, yep. But uh, but now he's got him. He's writing the event, or not the events, the Defenders. Yes. So they're going to do a Defenders series, um, so he's going to be writing Luke Cage and Jessica Jones again. And I, I'm one of those. I'm one of those uh, fanboys. That
1: love to see team ups. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to oh, see yeah. when when disparate act zip, disparate characters meet and interact, and even if it's just you know, even if it's just a one time thing, it's just it just brings out this little kid in me that goes, "Oh totally, look, yeah. there he is! That's cool." <laughs> look, they're talking to each other. <laughs> yes, they exist on the same plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Defenders just
0: excites the hell out of me. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Um so to that end, with the crossovers. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about the movies. Yeah. Because it's just full crossover territory now. It like is. Every film.
1: I, I love the fact that they brought Spider-Man oh, into yeah. civil war. I God, mean that the, was good. I mean, I just thought it was an, an amazing feat that they made a deal with Sony. Yeah. You know, yeah, to absolutely. bring him over. Uh thought that was never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the the movies, I mean I don't Think there's been a horrible, horrible movie yet.
0: Right. Each one has its virtues. Mm. Um, now we're just talking about the the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Now, films. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um Each one, you know
1: i I seethed with anger what they did to the Mandarin in Iron Man three. Right. Yeah. I mean that just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I mean, here is is Iron Man's probably his best known villain. Right, yeah,
0: easily his best, which though. he doesn't have many well-known villains. No, <laughs> you
1: really didn't have a big thing to choose from. Yeah, so what they did, I was just really angry. Mm-hmm. But to take the extremist storyline oh, and put it good. in there, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and you know, a lot of people poo-poo Iron Man Two. I liked Iron Man Two. Yeah, it, um, it had
0: some. There, there are some enjoyable moments. There yeah. are moments, and
1: and that's kind of what I look for. In a comic book movie, mm-hmm. it's it's less about the overall thing and more about, you know, are there really good moments that I enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, because as a comics fan, I've had to learn to kind of temper my expectations yes. about source material. Are they going 100%. to stay true? We know they're not. We know mm-hmm. they have to make it for a general audience, yeah. which is fine. Um, but do they give you those moments where oh yeah I recognize this or this was really good? Then it can it can help me enjoy that movie.
0: Yeah, I know I totally agree. Yeah, well. Ultron, you know,
1: you know Age of Ultron. I just watched Ultron yesterday. I saw I saw it three times in the theater. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but, it, you know, the whole, you know, oh, Tony Stark created Ultron and not Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just got I, I to... Just, I just find I have to get over
0: myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what It's not going to be the same. I think a big part of the reason why the first Avengers movie was such a revelation was because you kind of went into it with no expectations. Right. It's right. like, okay, well, the, you know, they haven't done this before. We'll see, you know, if we get a couple of good moments... Then we're happy. Yeah, and then it was amazing. Yes. Well, I mean, all hail Joss Whedon. Right. That that to me
1: just said boom right there. It's going to be good Mm -hmm. because he he directed it and he does he does teams he does ensembles Mm -hmm. like nobody else does. From you know from Buffy and Angel and the very unfortunately short lived Dollhouse, which I Mm -hmm. really liked. And of course, Firefly. 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 was just, that's
0: oh, yeah. ah, depressing to think about. Mm-hmm. It was so good and only barely lasted a season. You know, it's kind of amazing to me that, okay, uh, like one season of Firefly and how that launched everybody's career. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, that was one of the first things that, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion was on, yeah. you know. It brought except, him except, do you remember Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza, I pizza Place? I do remember that. I absolutely do. That's remember that's that.
1: where I remember him from. And that's where Ryan Reynolds came from. That's right. That, you're right. That and, is. And
0: real quick, holy shit, Deadpool!
1: Oh my <laughs> god, we're talking about movies. I see. Okay, so I'm one of those guys that when a when a when a character gets super super popular and starts appearing on ev- in everything, I'm like, oh, screw that guy. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, that movie! It was, <laughs> I it was amazing. <laughs> He was fantastic. Yeah. It, it he was perfect for the part. Mm-hmm. And if you saw that that thing they did, that kind of computer generated thing they did in the very first scene, they basically recreated that first scene just as a teaser oh, right. yeah, to yeah. show
0: that hey this can work. Mm-hmm. It just it was so perfect. Totally. It was so and perfect. It, excuse me, it absolutely changed the game because because of Deadpool and because it made so much money, they're like, Oh, we can make these things for more, for adults. Yes. And then we had Logan. And so you've got Logan, which I have not seen yet. I have to admit, oh, I have man. not seen it. You've got to. It's incredible. Is it? I I really want to. It is a straight bummer. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beginning to end, it is a downer. But in like in a, in the best way possible. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Like, Definitely. I, I walked out of that movie feeling different about being alive. You know what I mean? Wow. It's one of those. Wow. Um. I went and saw it with uh with my friend Corey, friend of the show Corey. And um, like we walked out of the theater, and we just kind of looked at each other, like, "What do we even say at this point?" <laughs> that was super good. <laughs> that's that's always good. I love it. I usually go to those movies with. Uh,
1: I used to go with my son, mm-hmm. um, but he's living in Maine now. So, mm-hmm. right? so, but he whenever he sees a movie, he texts or calls me, like. Right out of the theater, and he said, "I just saw this. It's amazing." He did it with Logan. Mm-hmm. He was the first of us to see Batman v Superman. Right, um, and he he loves to just talk about those things. I go with my older brother, and we'll just we'll sit out in the parking lot forever debating the, the you know what was great about it, what was bad about it, how was the casting, all of that stuff. It's mm. it. it
0: yeah. It's good if you see it with someone who appreciates it. Definitely, yeah. Now you mentioned Batman versus Superman, yes. So let's talk about DC films. Sure, but let's let's start on a very high note, a okay. universally agreed on high note, and that is the Christopher Nolan Batman series. I was a fan. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I was a fan.
1: Um, obviously, Dark Knight was holy crap. Yeah. But I, I think that was more due to Ledger. Than it was to Bale. Totally, yeah. You know, Ledger's performance was just amazing. And it and it and it did bring a new life to the Joker character. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was, you know, it wasn't really about the the chemicals that turned his face white and all that stuff. Right. It was definitely a more grounded um interpretation, which which is great. Now, you gotta realize I was watching Batman back in the 60s mm-hmm. with Cesar Romero and yeah. the white face, and he didn't even shave the mustache. <laughs> exactly. And, <you> know, <laughs> He's it's, just. I think that is it. classic. Just mm-hmm. don't even shave the mustache. Just go right over it. Um, it my penguin will always be Burgess Meredith. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I Speaking of which, Adam West and Burt Ward are in town this weekend. Really? The Pittsburgh Comic Con oh, yeah. is. Yeah, yes, City Comic Con is again. going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually met Adam West back when I was about. 13, mm-hmm. uh, this was, he was really on a downturn in his career, and sure. he was, he was appearing at the uh, Pittsburgh Car Show, mm-hmm. and with the original Batmobile, <laughs> so my, my best friend, Jeff, who is in Seattle right now, working for Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. uh, he and I went to see Adam West, and I had, I had an autographed picture, <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it, it was lost in the sands of time. But, uh, yeah, I met him once, and it was really cool. Awesome. But I grew up with that show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the Christopher Nolan, it was great, because, you know, after the the just suck fest that was uh, the last two Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Batman and
0: Robin. Oh, and Batman and Robin um, and
1: Batman Forever. Batman Forever. That was the Val yeah, Kilmer that one. That was the yeah. Val Kilmer one, yes. Yeah.
0: Um now, was that... I can't remember exactly the Val Kilmer one. Was that the one with Two Face and the Riddler? Two Face and and the Riddler, Riddler? yes, yeah, yeah. You you know,
1: you can have one crazy villain, Mm -hmm. but you can't have two. That's too much crazy, and and it really was.
0: Yeah, and with both of them basically playing versions of the Joker. Yes, you know,
1: it really was. It it, it absolutely was. You know, the the Harvey Dent character is so cool, Mm -hmm. where you can really work with that character I mean if, if we could take that character seriously he could be well you know um, what was his name Aaron uh, the guy who played it in, in Dark Knight in, in Dark Knight
0: oh oh Aaron Eckhart Aaron Eckhart yeah yeah
1: I thought he was fantastic he did a great job I yeah. mean well and you've got the makeup you've got that you've got that
0: CGI you've yeah. got that face the really realistic and not just like yeah I'm gonna the Ivan Ooze purple goo <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Ooze yeah. oh my god <laughs> Oh, I actually saw that movie. Oh no.
1: I did. I did because you know, it was my kids. My kids wanted yeah. to go see it. So I had to. That's
0: fair. That's and what fair.
1: really sucked I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it's sad, but I kind of enjoyed
0: it. I've heard good things about it. It's you know, it's you know, like it was it's fun. like the second Ninja Turtles movie, the Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Like, there's stuff to enjoy there. Yes, know?
1: absolutely. Uh, it's like Transformers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, this is not Molière. It's not yeah. Shakespeare. You're not <laughs> getting an Oscar-worthy performance. I'm shy of freaking LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's fun, right. you know. And that's to me, that's summer. That mm-hmm. that is a summer movie. The summer movies don't have to be Oscar-worthy. They're just they're blockbuster. They're fun. They're they're just. You know, you just sit and you go mindless for a couple hours, right? Yeah, and just immerse yourself in this world. Mm-hmm. That's what all I ask from a real summer summer movie. Yeah. Um, but the Christopher Nolan's, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in in Batman v Superman, I liked.
0: Yeah,
1: I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill. I think he's doing a great job as Superman. I, I really so do. Yeah. I think he looks it. He acts it. He just needs better scripts. Totally, yeah. He needs better he's writing. A,
0: he's a good actor. He is. He's he's really I've, I've really seen good. Him in other stuff too. And he's he's there. He's got the talent, but they just won't let him freaking smile. Yes, you know. Well, you know, for that's... Christ's sake, Superman. The point of Superman is that he loves everyone and he can fly. Yes. How do you not
1: have infinite joy? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And that and that I think is the dichotomy between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know. Except, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really light. Mm-hmm. You know, these characters operate in the day. Right. DC, they've gone for this dark, apocalyptic almost oh, yeah. look. Um, I mean, which they,
0: they, is... do, they do some stuff in Batman that, like, I've, I mean, I've got to stop reading it, you know? Yeah. I mean, the Joker just had his face cut off at one I point. I swear to him, That was the most <laughs> disgusting. And then he just wore it. <laughs> <laughs> like really yeah. like i i that yeah. kind of stuff i don't understand which which it bothers me cuz they do stuff like that and then they do incredible compelling storylines like like Batman RIP and you yes. know whatever happened to the to the cape crusader and all of that stuff it's just it's hard for me to find a balance i, I think that know? was i think that was the whole new 52 yeah the whole new 52 i mean
1: they changed so much mm-hmm And with some of it, some of it was great. Like, I loved Barbara Gordon back as Batgirl. Oh, yeah. I think that was great. You know, take it back to the roots. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Batman, for the most part, was good, but they just just went too dark. I mean, I understand Batman's dark, the whole Dark Knight. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I get it. But really, do you have to go gross? Do you have to go so bleak? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Superman, for me, Superman will always be Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in 70, 79, I mm-hmm. think it was, I was in the theater watching Christopher Reeve, and I'm just oh, like, yeah. wow. And to me, yes, the effects now look cheesy, mm-hmm. and they look, they look really bad, but still, there was a sense of fun. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of joy about Superman oh, at yeah. that time, and, and it really fit the character. That film, like,
0: you can watch it today and still really enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, cheesy Absolutely. effects at all. Cheesy effects and
1: all. And Superman 2 as well. I mean, I For think me. Richard Donner was was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we shall not speak of Superman 3 and 4. Right. The Great Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't want to no, know we can't do that. Um, but I'm all about the Batfleck now. I okay. mean, seriously. I think Ben Affleck... Yeah. Oddly he enough. pulled <laughs> it off, man. Yeah. And first off, the dude worked his ass off to get that buff. I mean, I watched Batman be Superman recently, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, he is ripped. Yeah, I'm like, man. Um, and but but that that being said, mm-hmm. the whole thing for me was Wonder Woman. Oh, Seeing yeah. Seeing Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman was just like, oh, uh, that was done it, just guys. fanboy fanboygasm. I mean, just. Absolutely, so fantastic!
0: Yeah, I can't. Uh, like, I'm I'm totally on board for the Wonder Woman movie. Absolutely, it and looks it looks good. My feeling is
1: what what took so long, right? Yeah. What took so long? You could have taken you could have taken the six issues, the first six issues of George Perez's Wonder Woman in the '80s, mm-hmm. where it was Ares, the god of war, mm-hmm. and you could have made that a movie. That would have been your perfect introduction mm-hmm. to Diana, the concept of the mascara, all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just, they couldn't figure out how to, and I think it's all about marketing. I think it's definitely. all about marketing towards boys, you know, yeah, towards yeah. young men.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like, there's a massive amount of, you know, we've talked about it on this show, like there's sexism in comics. And oh, it's, completely. It's, it's you know, improved by leaps and bounds, especially yes. in just the past few years. Yeah. But I, I feel like, like I'm glad that they made this Wonder Woman movie now because they can make it properly. Absolutely. You know, it's it's not going to be, um, what what's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Chris Pine is playing him in the new movie. Oh, Steve Trevor! Yeah, it's not going to be Steve Trevor featuring Wonder Woman. Yes. You know what I mean? It's going to yes. be a, a real Wonder Woman movie. I agree. So, I, I agree. Think, maybe I,
1: maybe you're be. right. Maybe maybe it was just a matter of timing. Mm-hmm. Coming up with the right time to, to make a real powerful Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Did you hear recently that um, Joss Whedon is going to be directing a Batgirl movie? Yes, yes, I did hear about that. Uh, that I'm very that excited for that. Makes me now yeah. that makes me happy as hell, mm-hmm.
0: and I, uh, I really hope it's a like a a grounded like street level Batgirl. Yes, you know, absolutely, because um, there. I mean, I feel like there is a place for you know the certain Iron Man component of Batman mm-hmm. and the technology in the Batman sure. films, but this should be more of a street straightforward. Yep. You know, she's got like a like a. Oh my god! I haven't bought a laptop in years—an an Asus laptop, where she's just kind of hacked together all these parts. You yep. know what I mean? I think that I think, that'd I be think great. that would be great. Uh,
1: yeah. And and you know I I, I trust John Sweet. I, yeah. I really do. I trust him to to make it accessible and just really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope. I hope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff coming out soon. That's you know mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh, that looks. You good. know, yeah. it
0: looks fantastic. You know, I saw one trailer and I was like, I don't even have to watch this. I'm gonna go see it. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, the, it's all the same actors. It's all the same. Like the creative team is the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna see it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. That looks great. Yeah. You no, know, okay. Yeah. I, I
1: looked at I looked at the stills and okay. I'm like, what did they do to Thor's hair? Oh, yeah. What they did they do start... to Chris Hemsworth's hair? Oh, well, come on, that's, really? That's
0: because he's got short hair in the comics now. Yeah, because wow. he's the unworthy Odin son. And yeah, all that stuff. But um, but it's just a backdoor Hulk film. Yes, you know, which is great because Planet Hulk. Holy crap! Yes,
1: such a great storyline, mm-hmm. such an awesome storyline. Um, and and I think really he's one of the most underused characters. I mean, he's one of the best known. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, he's part of the. He's part of our, our nomenclature now, really, when you when you say, oh I, I'm just so mad I'm gonna hulk out. Exactly we all yeah. know what that means. Yeah. We we picture that. Um thank you, Bill Bixby Right. Uh, <laughs> I it. <laughs> shout out. Um but because the first one was just so abysmally bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ang Lee just pretty much peed all over it. Which is frustrating, because Eric Ben is
0: a good actor.
1: He really is. He's great. And, you know, I don't think the CGI was right for the time. Right. Um, Because when you saw... Even the difference between that and The Incredible Hulk Mm -hmm. with Edward Norton... Mm -hmm. Leaps and bounds in differences. I really enjoyed that movie. I liked that movie. Yeah. Um, But I think he's he's one of the most underused characters and and I'm glad to see him more in in Ragnarok. I yeah. think he's, I and I think it's a great pairing. I really do. These two really really powerful characters. Easily the two the two bombshell characters of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh teaming up, I think it's going to be awesome. And then if if the if the trailer to Doctor Strange was any indication, right. you got you got the Cumberbatch in
0: as, yeah. as Strange and that's going to be he's at awesome. least got a cameo.
1: He's at least got a cameo which I am just right. I was so Head over heels in love with that movie.
0: Me too. Doctor I, Strange. I, I think it. it was one of the best. Yeah, I think it was one of the best. Uh, I saw that in the theater three times. Mm-hmm. I just, I just loved. It. it was so much fun to watch. He was. And again, like, it wasn't like you said. It wasn't like high cinema. No, you know what I mean, but it was so much fun.
1: No, and you know, I like what they did with Dormammu. I like mm-hmm. that. You know, this this man who's supposed to be all powerful and in the comics you see him he's in purple tights
0: right yeah. you know
1: with a little flaming head it's mm-hmm. like a big lighter mm-hmm. uh, but you know the, to make him this, this more powerful it wasn't quite Galactus Cloud Right, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh Which, God, you, no yeah, states. I know. But the thing is, uh. I like the Fantastic Four movies too, and I'm I'm ashamed to say it. That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure because I really kind of liked them. Because I'm a big Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, I know the Thing is out there with who's Who's the Thing out there with the, the Inhumans? Now I think he's he's oh, palling really? around with the Inhumans. I know. I know Johnny Storm is. Wait, do you mean in the in, in the, the comics? comics. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. in the comics. No, he's an I, of Shield now. I need. I need the Fantastic Four right together. Yeah, you know
0: Marvel's first family. This well, started it all. After, after, um, after the Secret War thing, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take Sue and we're gonna take Reed and their kids. We're just kind of gonna you know, just gonna go away for a little while. You know, See? you guys just kind of go hang out over here, and the thing is gonna be an agent of Shield, and Johnny Storm's gonna be sleeping with Medusa, and you know, just kind of go their separate ways until they they. Yeah. <laughs> Until they Oddly make a enough, better movie, f- yes, I think. That's uh, how about that?
1: Until yeah. they make a better movie, yeah. Because I did not even see the Fantastic Four reboot. No, neither did I. Nope, nope. Just refused. No, mm-hmm. on principle alone. The fact that the thing doesn't wear
0: pants, right? Just right, <laughs> right there. Just again, it's no. it's such a shame because you had like like uh, Michael B. Jordan and um, what was her name? Is it Mara Mara Rooney? Mara Rooney, you? yes. It, they're, they're great actors. They so really telly- are. And Miles Teller, he was incredible in Whiplash. Yes. You know, but they just... Just, just a stinker of a movie. Just a steaming pile, Right.
1: And I have no problem with the alternate casting. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with Michael B. Jordan as the human torch. As long as they can explain it, oh, boom, yeah, totally. done. It's Why, you know, in the 60s, no. everyone <laughs> was white. I'm sorry, everybody yeah. was white. <laughs> There's no way around in the it. comics. In the comics. In Not the comics. World. In the in comics. 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 <laughs> Not no, no. 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 There were people of color everywhere. Right. But but no. In the comics, it was a very white world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now to bring it up and to and to do this different casting, um, you know, and it, and it always causes such a big fuss. Oh yeah. Like yeah. like Danny Rand. Yeah. Like the casting of Danny Rand in the comics, he was a blonde white dude. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So
1: why wouldn't they have that? We're yeah. staying true to the character. Colleen Wing in, in the Iron Fist series was a little more Asian than mm-hmm. she was in the comics. Right. Um so you know you we've you know you can make up for it where you need to but it's true to the character. You know one of the earliest
0: ver or occurrences that that I can remember was um it was in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie when they cast uh, Ving, was it Ving Rhames? Ving, Ving Rhames, uh, King Wilson Pit. Fisk, yeah, and he was incre- he was one of the best parts of that movie. I thought he was too. I he thought great
1: the man's size because obviously without making him CGI, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you see him in the Spider-Man and the Daredevil comics, he's freaking enormous. Yeah, he's you know, he's a yeah. he's just one stake away from having a, a major cardiac infarction. Yeah, yeah, but. In in real life, you know, you do need a man of size, mm-hmm. uh, and Reims I thought fit it beautifully. Yeah. I thought he was great, mm-hmm. um, and and again, one of the highlights one of the highlights of that of that movie, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was, was that and then um, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio playing him in Daredevil. Jesus,
0: I, I, you know, I I was never a Vincent D'Onofrio fan. I wasn't either, and now I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just he was amazing. Just what he's done with that character. Yep. You know, you care. You give a shit about the Kingpin. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and
1: I think Frank Miller did that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, even even earlier when they introduced his wife Vanessa and you know mm-hmm. what he would do for her. Um, but nothing like what they did in the Daredevil series. Absolutely. Um, I just think his his his
0: characterization of that of that
1: huge huge iconic character
0: mm-hmm. was enormous. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we could talk about this for much, much longer. Literally all day. And you know what? We will. Uh, But first, we have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Panel riots. Stick around. Cool. Humans have finally ventured into space. They've discovered a way to talk to the stars themselves. And they do not like what they've found. This is a story of those left behind. A sci-fi story told in chapters. A fantastic webcomic full of beautiful art and hilarious dialogue. Life, survival, and weird platypus creatures. From the creators of Soul Sworn comes The Empathy Drive. Head to bit.ly slash empathy drive today. Read the current issue catch up on previous issues and subscribe bit.ly slash empathy drive. All right, folks, we're back. Um, go buy that thing, whatever it was, buy it, click on it, whatever it was, do it. Thanks, uh, to our sponsors. We really appreciate you and, uh, and we really appreciate you. You're listening. Well done. Um, we are in the studio with Dave Carey, and we're just talking about comics. Yeah. Just all kinds of stuff about comics. Um, cool. And we're, you know, we're still talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about films. I want to talk a little bit about animation. Sure. Because um, during the break, you mentioned the 90s X-Men series. Yes. And um, you've got, I, I feel like the 90s, well, you know what, let's let's get into it. Yeah. The, so the, the ninety the, I think the nineties was a great time for superhero right. con, you've, cartoons. You've got X-Men, Spider-Man, yeah. uh The Tick. Yeah. That was during that time. Yeah. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Oh. and then which led into Superman yep. Batman Superman Adventures and Justice yeah, The, the League. Justice Leagues, yeah. Uh, still Justice League Unlimited, one of my favorite comic cartoons Ab-
1: ever. Absolutely, absolutely. It's brilliant. You know, the, the Justice League cartoon was great. But then, you know, you've got such an enormous roster of Justice League members. Yeah. You know, and to see some of them just brought in, not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them, um, some you never expected to see, like,
0: oh, the yeah. shining, shining Night. Night. I, I somewhat, and you it was know, Nathan Fillion. No, it, it wasn't Nathan Fillion. Uh, oh, God. No, Nathan Fillion was Outlaw. Yeah. yeah he played that, Outlaw. That was always one of my most favorite things, mm-hmm. to
1: stop an episode at the credits and see who voiced yep. each you know each character because yeah. it was so cool. J.K. Simmons was the, part he, of the it. People Patrick Bruce. Yes, yeah. you know, shout out to what was her name, Andrea, Andrea something, the, the voice director, Andrea Romano. Oh yeah, Andrea yeah. Romano, who's mm-hmm. who's done the voice casting for all of those. You know, and that's so good. And oh, yeah. but like we're talking about the X Men, mm-hmm. um, still more faithful to the comics than the movies were. Yeah, absolutely. you know they they did the the Starjammers and the mm-hmm. the Dark Phoenix saga,
0: really, way better than it oh, yeah. should, than it could have been. When I read a comic and um, you know I hear the voices in my head, mm-hmm. a lot of them are from cartoons. Like yeah. that's Cyclops' voice in the cartoon. That's the voice yes. I hear. You know, yep. It's not James Marsters, It's that. Right. And same with Batman. My Batman Kevin is Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Good lord. Kevin Conroy, he's perfect. He, uh, he really is, and I'm so glad that they got him to do the uh, the video games, the the Rockstar video games. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Those. those oh, sorry.
1: the Rock. Yeah, the, the the Arkham Asylum video games, which mm-hmm. I couldn't get through to save my life. Really? No, no. You know, I'm an old dude. I got slow reflexes. Uh. So when my son was living with me, it was basically here, Matt. Get me through this. Right. <laughs> you know, and about you know 15, 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, it was. I'm so bad at them. But I loved watching him play. I mean, he was mm-hmm. very good. I loved watching him play just because you got the storyline. Oh yeah, the storylines were fantastic in oh, no, those yeah. in
0: those Rocksteady games. And Mark Hamill is the Joker. Oh, there Perfect. is no better. I remember, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know Mark Hamill was the Joker. Yeah, and I I think I was probably in high school or college when I figured it out, and it just blew my tiny mind. Yep, that. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's yeah. the Joker. <laughs> Bullshit. This yeah. was before, you know, the days of, you know, the internet, everyone had the internet. Yeah. And I was like, no, he's not the Joker. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think he's,
1: he's become the definitive voice of the Joker. I mean, really, when you, when you read the comic, when you see the Joker, you think that's the voice that you hear in your head. Yep. You know a, a lot better than you know anyone else who's done it absolutely um, because he was the he was the perfect mixture of the 1960s you know funny joker mm-hmm. versus you know the darker joker that we know now yeah. I, I think Tim Tim uh, Bruce Tim mm-hmm. just really well blended those two aspects because there were some episodes of the Batman series that were really serious oh yeah that were not just for kids Mm -hmm. uh there was some very serious stuff and you know hamill just had that mix he just caught that he caught that character and just really did well with
0: it yeah i totally agree yeah now with uh with cartoon series especially you know i was young in the 90s i had a lot of the toys of course you know a lot of the x-men toys specifically and they all had the the you know neon yellow and blue oh. costumes and stuff so let's talk a little bit about collectibles sure how what do you have in the way of collectibles
1: all right uh, i'll be honest i don't have much because uh, i'm married mm-hmm. and i'd like to stay married sure yeah uh, sure. so <laughs> i don't uh i don't have a lot i have a few action figures you know every now and then i see something that really just blows my mind and yeah. um that's what I rely on going to my brother's for, to see, you know, he collects more of them. Um, but for me, collectibles was, for a long time, was all about Star Trek. Okay. Uh, I am in. I am an enormous tracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, have been, not, I mean, obviously not since the 60s, because uh, I was three years old when the series came out, sure, when the first yeah, series yeah. aired. <laughs> um, but I got into it later, um, and then, of course, with the next gen, and DS9, and Voyager, and mm-hmm. Less spoken about Enterprise, the better. Right. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it. But I have, you know, I have a couple of ships. I have a couple of the Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the entire Star Trek Deep Space Nine cast, the little Playmates oh, wow. figures that they put yeah. out. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, I've got a tricorder uh, yeah. from, you know, the original Playmates tricorder. There was a book series, a novel series, put out by the the fantastic, fantastic Peter David. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Star Trek The New Frontier. Wait, Peter David is in... Is in the Hulk, the Hulk. As in, you know, he wrote The Hulk. for He had a huge run on The Hulk. Okay. Um, he's done a lot of comics. He did a great run on X-Factor. Okay. Um,
0: that might be where I know him from. But
1: he's But he's also done a lot of... He's done a lot of Star Trek novels. Okay. Um, and he created a... He took some really unknown characters from... The next generation, mm-hmm. and then he combined them with some new characters. He created a new captain who was uh, Mackenzie Calhoun.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, and he made him the first the first alien lead of a of a Star Trek crew mm-hmm. um, that that you really cared about, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He was from the planet planet Xenex. He was Xenexian, and they took Commander Shelby from from Best of Both Worlds. Oh, and yeah. they took Dr. Solar from the next gen. Like wow. she appeared in like one episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the awesome Susie Plaxen played uh, Dr. Solar.
0: And was, was that the episode where um, Worf broke his back? No, it was it, it's even worse. It's even, <laughs> it's even worse. Well, first off, this is a this is a second series
1: episode, um, a second season episode. and it was where data, this this, this scientist put his consciousness in data. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It, 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 for most Star Trek series, you can pretty much skip the first and second season. Right? They're yeah, usually yeah. pretty
0: crappy. My rule of thumb is: if, if Riker is clean shaven, then you're not going to have a. Good oh, time. absolutely! The unless first, it, the best thing he did was the beard. Unless it's the movies. Yes. Yeah. he shaves in. Um,
1: Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah. Insurrection. Yeah. Uh, th- that was the Star Trek movies. I think. Again, moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Moments. Yes. Um, Star Trek One was an abysmal failure Mm -hmm. because you know you can't show the Enterprise leaving space dock for forty five minutes and expect people to not fall asleep. It is
0: perfect for falling asleep to, though. It is. It
1: is. The music is so it's nice and it's soothing, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of yeah. Who's
0: the the guy? Who's the the guy who created um, uh, Venture Brothers? Oh god, I can't remember. Is it Doc Hammer? I can't remember if it's Doc Hammer or another guy, but anyway, he was on a, a podcast called um, We Got This with Mark and Hal, and they were figuring out which one was the best Star Trek movie, right? Ooh. And he just went on and on about how the first Star Trek film has this wonderful somnolent effect because of the bridge noises and it's just this white noise generator, yep. you know what I mean? And you just fall you just fall into a deep slumber, yep. you know? I had that I had that movie on VHS. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get through it a few times. <laughs> and just kept falling asleep. Uh, best Star Trek movie, though. Ooh, that's rough. A, I can't remember which. I think they landed on... Um, it might have been Wrath of Khan. It might have been The Voyage Home. Did actually, they the, Did the, they the include whales. all the next-gen movies, too? Um, I think they did. They okay. Did.
1: Yeah, they did. Okay, because, yeah. I mean, First Contact would have to be up there. First Contact
0: was magnificent. It
1: was, it, you know... Oh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of of Jonathan Frakes as a director. Mm-hmm. And he did some of the best and, you know, Star Trek episodes. Generations was just hot garbage. It My was, garbage. but then you saw Kirk and Picard on the same screen, and you're like, great. boom, I'm <laughs> done. You know, I need a cigarette and a nap. Mm-hmm. I just... It was so just so cool to see them together. Absolutely, you know. Yes, there were good moments. There were fantastic moments. Mm -hmm. Yes, the movie pretty much sucked ass. (laughs) But just that moment of them working
0: together is just Mm -hmm. up. It It made it work. It was such a waste of, um, you know, he had Whoopi Goldberg, you know, and I love Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan. Absolutely, all all the stuff with that. Absolutely, and then, but you know what? More than that, People, Pan, Insurrection. But insurrection was just like one big long episode. I liked insurrection Me too. I, I really did. I didn't think it
1: was it was that bad. And mm-hmm. you know, I and I like when the movies reference the television series. You know oh, that you, you get yeah. this idea of a shared universe. It's not just two separate things because you know in in first contact you saw the Defiant mm-hmm. come in. And, oh yeah, I mean that was great. That was just <laughs> mind blowing. In in insurrection they mention the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. They mentioned they mentioned that one of the aliens, the bad aliens, I can't even remember who they were. Uh, <laughs> were were makers of Ketracel White, right? Yeah, you know that the Jim Hadar used. So I mean, just this idea that they make these references is so cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to find his, that guy's name. Um, keep going. Keep going. No, no. Um, but and I felt the same thing about Nemesis too. Nemesis wasn't a bad movie. Nemesis is okay. And it was it, okay. And it brought us Tom Hardy.
1: But yes, it did bring us Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um
0: he the really weird Bane voice. Right. Um, <laughs> no.
1: where did that what, what kind of accent is that? I don't even know I what that no is.
0: But it, it gave you know it gave nerdy stand up comedians something to do with it. It sure as hell did. Absolutely. Forever. I mean, it, as if
1: Christian Bale didn't give us enough right. with the Batman voice. Yeah. You know, the throat cancer Batman voice. It was Doc Hammer. It was Doc Hammer. It Cameron. was okay. Doc Hammer, cool.
0: yeah. That's that's a good podcast. Everybody, you know what? I talk about other shows on this show. Uh, go listen to "We Got This" with Mark and Hal. It's excellent. Cool. Um, I'm new. I'm new to the whole podcasting. You know, I've never even listened to many. Oh
1: man. So yeah, I, I feel that's a rabbit hole I could go down. I'll set you up. Oh, that's scary. <laughs>
0: yeah, because we're scary. talking. See about you Star later, honey. You... Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Star Trek, and there's one called um, uh, Greatest Generation where they're they're doing a next gen rewatch. Oh, and just talking about oh, it, and it's beautiful. It's, it's so funny. They
1: do that with a uh, with um,
0: West Wing too. Yep. Oh, that's, and then oh. Josh Molina's on that, isn't he? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. I love. Oh,
0: what's your what's your favorite Star Trek series?
1: Deep Space Nine. Yes. Without, oh, yep. I, I am I will forever, forever sing the praises sure, of man. the redheaded stepchild of Star <laughs> Trek. I <laughs> now, mean, has
0: it always been that way? Yes.
1: Okay. It has. It never got the viewers. It never got the acclaim. Critics loved it. Critics loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, they didn't really pull in the, the viewers that, mm-hmm. that Next Gen did, obviously. Next Gen was, and again, I think you're looking at a, at a, at just a, a lightning in a bottle kind of thing where you had, oh, yeah. you had Patrick Stewart,
0: who just is phenomenal. To this day. Yeah. To this day. To this never, day. I've never seen him in anything. I mean, even Dune. He was incredible in Dune. Yes. I saw him in Excalibur, They've... the original Excalibur. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is yeah. crazy.
1: Um, and so then, you know, of course, it's successful, D- D- you know, TNG took off tremendously, mm-hmm. and then, of course, you know, Paramount goes, bring us more, right? because, yeah. you know, so they, they created Deep Space Nine, and it never really got, because it had the reputation of being dark. Yeah. yeah. And everybody said, it's the dark version of mm-hmm. Roddenberry's universe, mm-hmm. and so, are they doing, like, Klingon sacrifices? What do you mean by dark? Yeah. Yes. They're not in a perfect environment. You know, the Enterprise-D has been compared to a Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's just so pretty and so bright. And this was Cardassian built and it was not working. it was filthy. It was. It was. It was was disgusting. And every every doorway had this lip you had to walk over. I would have fallen on my face (laughs) so badly. I would have taken a permanent residence in the infirmary. Um, But... The characters mm-hmm. that DS Nine created, yeah. major, you know, Kira mm-hmm. Um the the concept of really exploring the the trills yeah. and the, the the joining the symbionts, and um, it was just such an amazing, such an amazing show. Where because they were stationary, they could bring in recurring characters.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: I am such an enormous fan of Andy Robinson's Garrick. Oh, Andrew Robinson's Garrick. That's an incredible character. Easily, easily the best non-regular character, recurring okay. character. He was phenomenal as Garrick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gul Ducat and, and even, you know, Quark's brother Rum. I yeah. bet not a big fan of the, of the Ferengi storylines, yeah, so usually yeah. when, I'm walking in, 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 when I'm watching them, in when I'm watching in Netflix or when I'm going through my DVDs, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, Ferengi episode, eh, skip." Yeah, me too. <laughs> you
0: know, they're cute. But, but the thing is, you've got you know, Rom and Quark are interesting characters, yes. and um, uh, was it Rom's son? Yeah, uh, Nog. Th- Nog, who was the first first Ferengi Starfleet. Starfleet officer. And, you know, and then you dealt with, you know, he got injured during a battle, and I, the whole I, PTSD storyline I am amazing. not
1: even kidding you. I just watched those episodes last night. Really? <laughs> the, 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 yes. I saw the episode where he got his leg, you know, which was one of the most realistic portrayals of war in the Starfleet universe, in the, in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, oh, look, we're, we're just shooting from ships. Pew, pew, pew. This was down on the ground, you know, ground combat. Yeah. Uh, and it was phenomenal. And then I watched the episode "It's Only a Paper Moon," mm-hmm. where Nog comes back after losing his leg, and he takes up residence in the Hollow Suite with yeah. Vic Fontaine. Yeah, uh, that I just watched that episode last night, and it was just so good. Absolutely. And, I'm, it, and it, I'm a big fan of James Darren, you know, who played yeah. Vic Don Fontaine, because that's <laughs> that's my music. I love like 1940s yeah. standards. Um, so I love, and then to hear Avery Brooks sing at the end of it—oh, yeah, it was I, incredible! Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah,
0: that's one of my all-time favorites. Um, I, I feel like, um, like the the separation between Next Gen and DS9. The difference between the two is age. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I I loved um, Next Gen. It yes. was it was my show. I was yeah. obsessed with it. Absolutely. And then as I got older, I sat down one day and I started watching DS9, and I was like, oh shit. I get it now. Yeah. You know, it. this clicks, it makes sense. It really was. You know, you
1: had, you had next gen, which was really right for the the era that it was created in. It was more diplomatic. It wasn't, you know, Kirk, shoot from the hip, you know, mm-hmm. shoot him first, let some god sort him out later. Right, yeah. It, you know, it really was just, boom, you had the next gen, which is, which is more cerebral, more diplo- diplomatic. Yeah. You got Deep Space Nine then, which was really a little bit of both.
0: Definitely, yeah. You know the the character of Cisco terms in a war.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Cisco was a guy who went diplomacy first, and then really, this isn't working. I'm just going to hit you. Yeah, you know, which was awesome as as he did to Q. I mean, Mm -hmm. he hit Q, the only (laughs) character to ever slug (laughs) Q.
0: Uh, which it was made, a horrible episode, but still, it was, yeah. just that, just that scene. It made the Klingons so compelling; like it made me care about Worf in a way that Next Gen never did. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think, you know, when when they they first announced that Worf was coming, I was totally pissed. Mm-hmm. Totally, pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to become the Worf show. Holy crap, yeah. this is going to suck. Yeah. But what they did with his character, the fact that they they really so much more delved into Klingon culture, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was such a beautiful blending of the two series. Mm-hmm. I and think in his relationship with um With Jazia with Dax. Oh, oh my God, that was amazing. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. So, uh, so, really, and, you know, Terry Farrell was just absolutely oh she was incredible it was really interesting as you watched the first season of deep space nine and the character of dax was very different Mm -hmm. the character of jadzia was very different she was you know she was very mature you know because they wanted it she's 300 but here's this beautiful woman but she's 300 years old and very cerebral Mm -hmm. and then you got around season two three you got into the fun loving jadzia dax which was just incredible Mm -hmm. and for her i mean it totally made sense for her to fall in love with Worf. Yeah. It, it really did. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to just throw these two together and see how they click. Mm-hmm. Because Curzon was so intricately involved with yeah. the crew. Yeah, exactly. Dax's uh, J- previous host. You had, you had that very natural blending. Mm-hmm. It was just so freaking good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Holy crap! So could, I could just
1: I mean, you know, Voyager. Voyager was was great too. I really I mean, liked Voyager, and I, I agreed with getting rid of Cass and
0: bringing on Seven of Nine. And, oh, totally! And then when they brought back Kess in the final series, and she was just blowing shit up with her oh mind. my I mean, god, that was so cool! That was, <laughs> that was cool. This is my revenge. This is my revenge for taking me off the series. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what? we're we we've got to wrap it up. We're past cool. We're past time here. Oh, but true. I want to. Ask, will you come back? Yeah, anytime. Awesome, awesome. Anytime. I okay. want, I want oh you to come back. This has been a blast. This has been fun. So, um, before we wrap up, I want to introduce a new segment to the series. Um, this is the first time that I've had a guest here in the Petri Wine Studios. And to commemorate that occasion, oh. we're going to have a new segment here. So, I've got my D12 out, right? I'm scared. And I've got a box. I've got a box of comics. Okay? Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty random box of comics. Some of them I've gotten through Comics Bento. Some of them I've just kind of picked up here and there. Right? Yeah. And what we're going to do is you're going to roll the D20. Okay. And whatever number you get, that's the comic that you get from the box. <laughs> now, it's, cool. it's mostly trades. There's a couple of single issues. But uh, this is something that uh, I'm going to continue anytime anybody comes in the studio. This is what happens. So go ahead and roll oh. the uh, the Magic oh, D20. All right. I haven't, I haven't rolled dice. 12. You got 12. Fantastic. Let's roll on over here. So whatever I was fighting, I just destroyed. I guess you did. Damn, I'm good. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, starting at the beginning here. All right. Three, four, five, six. You know what? All right. Since this is new, since this is new here, I'm going to change the rules. (laughs) Okay. You're changing the (laughs) rules
1: to a game you've never played before. Exactly. And that
0: I've just made up. (laughs) So you rolled 12. Okay, that is—it's a D12 for all intents and purposes—a critical hit. Damn right, you can pick whatever one you want. Oh, you. you get to pick whatever comic in here that you want. Wow. So we've got uh, we've got some valiant comics. Um, there's uh, oh there's faith? faith, nice Battlestar Galactica comics. Oh, from the seventies Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Um, let's see here. Uh, some Ed Brubaker. Yeah. There's some Harbinger Wars and uh, some Serenity. Uh, You know what? Oh, Serenity. Oh, -hmm.
1: yeah. That that's got to be it. Yep. That's got
0: to be it. Joss Whedon wrote it too. Was it Joss Whedon? Yes, Joss Whedon 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 wrote it.
1: No, definitely. Yep. There you go. And that's that's another thing I never quite read a lot was the the Buffy season eight and beyond and the Angels. Um, I think I have a couple of trade
0: a couple of trades that I bought, but I never really read. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you for being on the show. Now, hey, anytime. Is there anything you want to promote? Um, are you on social media at all? Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: well, I am. I don't really use Twitter, but I am on Facebook, David Carey, C-A-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not related to Drew, Jim, or Mariah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Um, I'm an actor, so I do a lot of plays in the area. Uh, do you have anything coming up? Not that I can discuss. Um, I'm on, I have an audition on Sunday to do Monty Python Spam a lot. Holy shit. In Carnegie.
0: Yes. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So that is my, you know, I'll, I'll do anything in that show. Sure. Literally anything that show that, uh, stage 62 in Carnegie is doing that show. Uh, it's going to be in August and, this this group is phenomenal. This mm-hmm. this theater group is is phenomenal. I'm also a member of the Red Barn Players. There's their season's coming up. Mm-hmm. Of course, we met at the Beaver Bobcats, a yep. great theater group. You know, uh I love that that the the theater arts are alive and well in in Western Pennsylvania. In yeah, absolutely. And and not just the you know not just the professional stuff, but these these small groups that mm-hmm. just do it for the love of. Acting, they do it for the love of the theater. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of, of live performance arts, and uh, I just I love doing it. I think I've done what like 35, 40 shows in the last wow. 17 years. That's awesome. Um, just, That's a hell of a schedule, and it <laughs> it's and it's only and it's and it's just for the fun of it. It really is. It's just for fun, yeah. and um, I, I'm I'm hoping to do a play this this fall with you know my wife directing and my daughter in it.
0: Wow. So I've
1: never shared the stage with my daughter before. Nice. In a play, so I'm really hoping to do that. Um, but it's, it's, it, go out and, and, and explore theater. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it, whether you're into musicals, whether you're into, to, you know, what we call straight plays, it's just mm-hmm. non-musicals. Sure. Um, all theater is a little bit gay, but you yeah. know. Uh, just like professional <laughs> wrestling. Just Super like professional Oh, yeah. Just a little D- bit. A little yeah. bit. There's just a little, yeah. Um, men in tights. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, get out there and, and explore theater if you've a mind to, because there's so much good stuff mm-hmm. going on, not just, uh, not just in Pittsburgh, not just professionally, but, yeah. but those small theater groups that are just so dedicated to, to keeping it alive and to, and to doing it well and not yeah. just, you know, hey kids, we got a barn. Let's put on a play. Yeah. <laughs> um although that's
0: coming from the Red Barn players. Um but <laughs> where it's actually a barn. But it's you we got a barn and we're putting on a good play. Yes, you we're know. putting
1: on really really fun stuff. Uh the Red Barns doing Jesus Christ Superstar this year, nice. which is a great musical and just a couple of really great plays. And so please explore theater. Explore it because, you know, it's it's great writing, it's hopefully great acting. Um so get out there and
0: explore what's in your area awesome cool um, and if you do want to check out the bobcats um, is it bo- it's bobcatplayers.com bobcatplayers.com right yeah and uh, while you're on the internet watching stuff uh, go to sawtoothwilly.com that's w-i-l-l-i-e um, that's my uh, my hobo character that I play I work with uh, Mike Sorg and um, Katie Dudas on that and uh, it's a good time it's a good old fun toothless hobo time <laughs> So go and check that out. Um, Dave, thank you again for doing us. You're welcome. This. Anytime. I really anytime. anytime. I really enjoyed it. Um, folks, before we close the book on another episode, I have a few things to share with you. Uh, first off, thank you sincerely for listening to Panel Riot, the only podcast in the world with three Michelin stars. That's right. We got the third one. Uh, if you would like more, more is available. You can find us at PanelRiot.com. And what can you do at PanelRiot.com? Well, you can listen to the show, obviously. And you can also become a supporter. That's right. You can put your money where my mouth is and support us via Patreon. To that end, I want to thank our current supporters. Ed Burke at EdBurke37. Thank you, Ed, for supporting the show. Ellen Sergey. At Coyotitude. Ellen does wonderful art on Twitter. Go and check her out. As does Meredith at Merbear Bear Doodles. Um, they're both participating in Sketch Bet. As is TJ at T Square. That's T E E S Q U uh, A R 3. All three of those guys put out wonderful artwork on the regs. Go and check that out. Um, of course, thank you to the great Sorg at Sorgatron. Uh, without him, there would be no podcasts in Pittsburgh, essentially. Uh, and also a big thanks to our newest contributor, friend of the show, Corey, uh, at CJ McThunder. He contributed at the producer level. Oh, did you not know there was a producer level? That's right, folks. You can be an executive producer here on Panel Riot, and I uh, just walk around telling people that all you want. Uh, Ellen and TJ and Corey are executive producers, and you can be too. On a scale of 1 to 10, they're the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow internet sensation and panel riot intern stan at intern stan you can also follow our wonderful sponsor the petri family at petri wine Uh, watson is not on twitter yet but uh he's working on growing them thumbs um you can hear us pretty much anywhere you can hear us on itunes you can hear us on google play we're on spreaker we're on stitcher i think um if you do listen to us on itunes rate and review the show it's really good for us it's really good for everybody involved uh, really gets the word out. If you want to, you can write us at panel, uh, panel riot at gmail.com. I'll read it on the show, especially if you like. Uh, write to me, write to Dave. Sure. I know how to get a hold of him. Um, tell me what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like, all of that stuff. Thanks for listening, true believers. And remember, we're all in this together. Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. And have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.